0: What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the Rams fall at home to Arizona. What happened? Plus, the NFC West gets a week four shakeup. And later, the Rams head north for Thursday night football. We preview Rams at Seahawks next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports 4 Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host. Joe Brandon, but you can and should come Sheriff Joe Baggs. I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. The Rams unfortunately are coming off their first loss of the 2021 season. Losing at home to the Arizona Cardinals in week four at SoFi Stadium. We were supposed to be unstoppable at SoFi. What happened? We'll talk about it of course. We'll get into the rest of the West and then of course a full-on game preview of this game that is happening real soon. It's Thursday Night Football and that is uh, stressing me out just a little bit because Ram Showcase usually releases on Thursday. I knew that this was going to happen but unfortunately I couldn't do it earlier. A little bit tied up uh, previous days of the week. The Mondays and the Tuesdays. But we're here now. It's an early morning uh, release for you guys on YouTube. Or if it's or if it's Wednesday night then uh, you guys are just listening to the audio version because ca- I gotta have time to put it all together. But Let's go ahead and talk about, well, actually, first, Alad. we're going to talk about uh, this giveaway, first of all. Uh, we did get a, a giveaway last week. Congratulations, Edwin. Uh, the message came in pretty quick, so uh, there was no lag time there, for sure. Uh, this last question that I asked you guys for this giveaway, uh, presented by... Shaw's Customs! Is actually, um, it, the last question was... Uh, what is your favorite Rams logo? Got some really interesting answers, actually. And you know what? Some answers that actually told me that uh, the the this newest logo is actually growing on some people, which, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I feel the same way. Uh, but also, I put, a, like, not that much emotion into the logo itself. I mean, uh, the historically speaking, the Rams have gone through a lot of them. I'm sure this isn't our last one. So we'll see other stuff in the future. But uh, as for now... This is what we got. We got the the LA logo, we got the Ram head logo. I think they're both fine. They don't neither of them bother me. I guess that's uh that's the best way to put it, I guess. Uh they're fine. I mean, they do their job. And I really do think that the LA logo was presented and and given to us because of the Chargers' presence in Los Angeles. I think the Rams really just wanted to stamp it home that the Rams are LA's team. And I just think that that's exactly what happened there, but uh, for for the logo itself is fine. I, I have no issues with it. Uh, but I um uh, I did get a, some some interesting answers. That's what I was saying. Uh, some people actually like the helmet logo. That was that's what I found was interesting. Was some people were really into the uh, the helmet logo. That was actually that's like historically like tech like my least favorite. Uh, just because I think it's a little bit boring. And I like we went from a cool Ram head to just a, a like a helmet. And I thought that that was just an interesting move. It's not a bad logo by me by any means. But uh, it, I, I think that we just have stronger ones. Any of the Ram head ones are usually my favorite ones. But uh, let's go ahead and get into this giveaway, though. We did get some. Like I said, we got those answers uh, for favorite logo. And uh, we'll announce this next one I've got an interesting uh, one for you guys this time but we're we'll go a little bit faster than we have been in, in previous weeks' to get moving into the good stuff here so uh shake it up all of my names are here in uh this this bucket hat that I purchased it's pretty sweet but uh let's see make it aggressive eye contact with the camera so you guys can't you guys know I'm not messing around here let's see this one right. that's two let me put them both back down this one feels good okay all right, and the winner of this week's Shots Customs giveaway is Jay Acosta. You are the winner. Make sure you send me that message. Uh, we are Facebook friends, so that is okay. That is an acceptable place to, to put that message, okay? Um, I, I know that I've said historically you need to send it to the Ram Showcase social media pages, but uh, if we're Facebook friends, uh, any way to get it to me is really fine. As long as I confirm I need to confirm uh, that you did send it. So if, uh, like, Edwin, I, I did not see the message come in because it was so fast. I didn't see it initially. And then he messaged me on a different page. and was like, hey, I sent you a message, bro. It's probably not his tone, but that's, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's, uh, but then, uh, so I I confirmed with him that way. So uh, make sure you send that to me, Jay. Jay's actually a longtime supporter of Ram Showcase here. So uh, used to be such a huge participant in Rams uh, or in uh, Fan Casos. Still does every once in a while, but, you know, I mean, it's fine. I, people get busy and stuff like that. It doesn't hurt my feelings, I promise. I'm just going to cry about it, but uh, my feelings are fine. Uh, but this week, guys, uh, for for our giveaway, what we're going to go ahead and do is I want you guys to, to drop in the comments section below on the full podcast of the YouTube version. That's what I need. Uh, drop your favorite Sheriff Joe Baggs quote. I know I have a lot of them. I know I have a lot of things that I say regularly. I get called out on certain things that I say all the time, but go ahead and drop your favorite Sheriff Joe Baggs quote, something that I say regularly. And I mean, you don't have to explain any more than that. Just, you could just drop your favorite Ram or Sheriff Joe Baggs quote. That's all. I say a lot of different things every episode. So, or like there's certain quotes that I have every single episode and I do, like I said, I get called out on them sometimes. But I'm not even going to give you guys examples because if you guys are regular watchers here, then you guys know them already. I'm sure you guys. I mean, I say most of the same things, so it's a <laughs> <laughs> the teams change. The Sheriff Joe Bags quotes or the Sheriff Joe Baggs-isms, sheriff, sheriff, sheriffisms, Joe Bagsisms. That's a lot of S's on that one, but. That's what I need from you guys, and by answering, you are giving me permission to use your name and or photos on the next episode of Ram Showcase. Uh, Ram Showcase reserves the right to change his rules at any time, and all decisions made by Ram Showcase are final. All right. Let's go ahead and take a look back on this game. We don't really have any news to get into, so uh, there's just nothing too crazy happening right now. This this tends to happen in, in the regular season where news kind of lacks, but we got a whole bunch of game preview to talk about, which is... The more exciting stuff, anyway. I'd rather talk about game previews than just like, "Hey, Rams signed this guy to uh, you know he's going to be a uh, sixth string, you know, yeah." So, uh, but the Arizona Cardinals defeated the Los Angeles Rams by a score of thirty-seven to twenty. The Rams did score that late touchdown to Bobby Trees to make it twenty to thirty-seven, but. Really emotionally, we can all accept, I think, I hope that we all can accept this, maybe I'm alone here, that that game really was just a blowout by the Cardinals. 37-13 really is what it kind of could have been, whatever, but hey, there's still 60, 60 minutes in each game, and we still scored on those, so I mean, 20 points is fine too. But, you know, it was, a, it was a combination of a couple of things. The Rams looked flat in this game, and also the Cardinals looked really strong. So, I mean, you get those two things together together, and it's not going to look good for for the Rams. I mean, you, you got the Arizona Cardinals coming in. This is kind of a, a situation that I don't want to call it a trap game because it's not, because the Cardinals are a good football team, but it's one of those situations where the Rams are coming off this huge win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Arizona Cardinals probably had this game circled on their calendar since April when the schedule came out. And then you also, like, it's the whole thing is like the eight straight wins for the Rams. Uh, the, I talked about it, the home team's only won four of the last 13 and now it's four of the last 14 games in this series so i've talked about these things and then also like the arizona Cardinals just came in and like they had something to prove to the rams they're on the road in la the whole conversation is like well the the rams are the best team in the west all this stuff and I do think that that's still true, unfortunately, like, and that's, like, Cardinals fans are going to think that I'm just a jerk for thinking that, but, like, I do think the Rams are still a really good team, and probably better than the Cardinals, probably, I want to give it some more time, but, uh, because the Cardinals we saw last year started extremely strong as well, and then they fell off completely, do you know that the last time the Arizona Cardinals started 4-0, and they ended the season 5-11, and so, let's give it some time first, you know, uh, but the, the Rams, I think, are still a great team, but... It was just one of those days. It was like the perfect storm. And I'm I'm a little bit disappointed in myself for not kind of catching that last week and going into this game with like the preparation that, hey guys, this, this could be that situation where the Rams just kind of have a flat game because all the makings were perfect for it. Coming off a big win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Arizona Cardinals coming to come into town, losing eight straight to the LA Rams and Sean McVay. And you know, it's on the road for them. They're a good team this year. They're, they're really strong this year, actually. And then they, like, they they just come in with something to prove over the L.A. Rams and to the rest of the NFL. So I'm pumped for our next game with them. It's pretty late in the season, I think. I want to say that's uh that's like a 14 or 15. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a late one. But, hey, that one's going oh actually, I was thinking of something else. I don't know exactly when that game is, but I'm really excited for that one. But it does seem like every big win the Rams—under uh, Sean McVay, every single big win that the L.A. Rams have had— is followed up by a pretty poor performance and I will give examples of that uh later on in the game preview so stay tuned for that uh we'll talk about uh the 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 Rams off of a big win what happens and then what follows that so we'll talk about all of it we'll break it all down for you guys in the game preview uh but this uh let's let's not pretend though like and I want to say like I I don't think that because obviously I think that the Rams played really flat and the Cardinals came in kicking butts you know what I mean so it was just a perfect storm but I don't want the the fact that the Rams did play really flat to take anything away from the Arizona Cardinals because they did a great job and they have been doing a great job so far this season I don't want to take anything away from them uh, but I do think that ultimately the Rams just did such a bad job in this game like it just defense I don't even know what the game plan was on defense it wasn't to keep kyler murray in the pocket it wasn't to force him out of the pocket it wasn't to take away any specific receiver it wasn't to force the passing game to do anything it wasn't to to force them to run the ball against us or or take away the run completely because none of those things happened and nothing was evident in the way that the the game was unfolding there was no point where you could say like oh well this is what we're trying to do we're just not getting it done it, I, like, I ended the game and it was like, what was the plan? What was the game plan there? You know you have Kyler Murray, who is being talked about for MVP this year, even though going into the game it had only been three weeks. You know that they have weapons for days. DeAndre Hopkins got taken out of the game last week uh, or in, in week three. And then uh, Christian Kirk and A.J. Green both went over 100. Why do we have David Long on A.J. Green? That just makes absolutely no sense when you have Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey the, the run defense didn't look like it knew what to do, like the, the even the pass rush was not containing how we've seen this pass rush contain. I I, I don't, it, it just, that game plan just disappeared of being able to, to can, may contain uh, Kyler Murray and keep him in the pocket because we've been able to do that every single other time we played him. So that was, that's like my big gripe on this game is what was the game plan? I just want to know that was it people just not performing or was there really just like we're we're just going to try we're we're going to do what we want to do it's it's not worried about them this is this is our defense it doesn't matter what they're going to do kind of thing because that's a way to get beat you gotta I mean Bill the Bill Belichick way is his game plan is vastly different every single week depending on the opponent and I don't know if that's something that Raheem Morris is doing right now so of course hey we're through four weeks about a quarter of the season, I think it's a quarter of the season, like tomorrow or something. But we're about four weeks through, and I just wanted to be known that uh, you know this is now the preseason for our starters is over. I mean, the Rams the starters didn't play in preseason; they never do under McVeigh. and. So now that's over. We got that out of the way. But also, we're coming out of the out of week four with a three and one record, which could be so much worse. All right, the Rams being three and one at this point in the season, I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? You're gonna lose some games. You can't win them all. That would actually be extremely boring. To be completely honest with you guys, the Rams just went seventeen zero every single year. I, I that would eventually get boring to me. I, I I would have a hard time with that. But I just want to know what the what the plan was on on defense, but also. Aside from that, again, don't want to take anything away from the Arizona Cardinals who had a great offensive game plan against the Rams. I mean, uh, the, their, their weapons are very difficult to cover. And that's also another thing. A little sidebar here again what would be that uh, the last two weeks, the Rams defense has been getting a lot of flack from its own fans. Understandably so. But it's also a situation where the the Rams played the Buccaneers and the Arizona Cardinals, both teams who have just weapons for days so i mean do, do you just throw in the chiefs next after that because that's like the next course of action so yes we have to do a better job there but i mean those are strong teams strong te- I, I i worded that backwards those are very strong teams with a lot of weapons but also based on last year the way this defense played last year uh the way that we are number one in yards number one in points the best rams defense probably in franchise history And uh, so so we expect to be able to cover those teams with all those weapons because guess what? There's a few of them now. There's a bunch of teams that have a bunch of guys to throw to. You have to be able to defend it. We expect as Rams fans, based on last year, based on the players that we have on this roster, that we are able to keep up with those teams. That's all. Let's get into a couple of things here. First, we're going to start with our game badge. Pull it up! This one's going to Van Jefferson. One of the only guys on offense who looked like he was just he was just out there ready to win, man. And there was a moment there where Matt Stafford was was doing some things that was like this guy doesn't want to lose today. Like he's we're we're going to lose, but hey, he doesn't want to. I know that much. He's he's busting it out here. But Van Jefferson had 6 sketches for 90 yards and racked up another touchdown on the season. At times, he did look like the only guy that was actually ready out there. Like like he was he was giving it I mean, he was going 100 miles an hour from the first snap until the very end of the game, which I, I love to see that. Van Jefferson did a great job. Uh, and then, like, there's also the aspect that he is playing with just so much confidence right now. And that's really good to see out of Van Jefferson because, you know, we have last year where the the Rams are kind of in a situation where where uh, we keep hearing from Sean McVay that, hey, Van Jefferson's really good. Like, he's blowing our minds in practice and stuff like that. And then you get, like, three snaps and it's like... Is he, though, Sean? Like, come on, come on, put him in! Like, if, if he's... We want to see cool catches, too. Don't keep it to yourself just in practice, man. Like, we all want to see it on TV and stuff, and it's so fine. So, uh, unleash him, man. But Van Jefferson is the recipient of the Week 4 Game Badge, and well-deserved. I'm not sure how many other guys were really in the running for this. Maybe Sebastian Joseph Day I would put in there. Uh, he's He's been doing great. We'll talk about him here in just a second, but... Uh, that w- that would be an, uh, one of the only other guys that I would say like really just deserves it. But also I could go with the entire offensive line. Uh, they they've been playing great. We'll talk about more uh, them a little bit more later on as well. Uh, moving on here to Matthew Stafford. He did play decent, but after the first three games, I think that our expectations, like our expectations already came into the season pretty high. We go from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford, our expectations are already like, we well, okay, we should be better now. And then the first couple of games happen, and, you know, two time NFC Offensive Player of the Week is a Ram already. It's 50% of them of the games that we've played. He's been an NFC Offensive Player of the Week. So our expectations have been kind of creeping up. And then this game, uh, he didn't meet him. And it's unfortunate, but hey, we're going to have those games. And also, I mean, uh, historically speaking, you can look at Matthew Stafford. He does. Have ups and downs. He's not just this guy all the way across. You know what I mean? He he does have his ups and downs. It tends to happen. But uh our expectations have just been climbing on Matthew Stafford, so it was just a little bit unfortunate to see him in our first division, his first division game in the NFC West, that he just kind of fell fl- flat a little bit. So what? Twenty six of forty one. Not an amazing percentage there. Two hundred and eighty yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. That interception, by the way. That was a bad one. That was not a good interception to throw. It wasn't one of those where where the defender just made one heck of a play and you're just like, ah, oh, I mean, well, who does that? Like, I mean, that's, uh, who's going to complete that pass? That was a great defensive play. Because that's what you talk like, apparently, when you're watching the Rams games? I don't know. Anyway, uh, it was just a bad throw. Uh, shouldn't have been there. Uh, the deep balls, got to be able to connect on those. Looks like Stafford, He, I don't know if he understands how fast Deshaun Jackson is yet. I, I, I'm struggling with that. I don't know if he knows exactly how fast Deshaun is, because he can get it out there. All right, just go. Launch that puppy. Deshaun will go get it, man. That dude's got wheels. Next on my list, we got Daryl Henderson. He did look strong. I didn't expect to see that much of Daryl Henderson. We did see him on 14 carries. I thought it would be a little bit more reined in, but... Hey man, he's looking good. Daryl Henderson's looking like a football player, man, and he's um he's he's running the ball real hard, which is good to see. Um, I, I think that he does still. I mean, we we need to not forget that he does still have those banged up ribs. So I think that he's only going to get a little bit better as the season goes on. Uh, rib injuries are such a pain. I don't know if you guys have had rib injuries. I talked about it last week. When you have those rib injuries. And it lingers, man. Like my rib injury lasted; it was like two and a half months before I finally like put up my arm and was like, "What? That doesn't hurt? Awesome!" Like it was, it was a long time. It was, uh, it was a pain, man. But uh, Daryl Henderson is a lot tougher than I am. So I mean, I wouldn't have played a football game after that stuff happened. So, so I mean, he's tougher than I am, but uh, he's also, I mean, Daryl Henderson, and I'm Sheriff Joe Beck. So I mean, there's a there's a, there's some differences there. We're basically the same person, but there are some differences there. Uh, I did expect uh, a little bit more Sonny Michelle than we did see, but Hendo with 14 carries uh, for 89 yards. And if you guys are good at math, I'm not, so I wrote it down here. 6.4 yards per carry average. And it, unfortunately, was just... It seemed to be one of those situations where Sean McVay was just wanting to pass. He wanted to pass the football. And I don't know if that if the rib injury by Daryl Henderson played any factor in that, but I I... It's, we've seen this before. We've seen that game happen before where Sean McVay just, he just keeps throwing the football and you're like, dude, we are running it well. Why are we not running it? Like, you know, it happens. Uh, Sean McVay tends to have those games. That just means next week or this, this game against the Seattle Seahawks is coming up really soon. Then uh, that, that just means for that game that uh, we'll probably see a a hefty ground game for this one and probably a little bit more play action than we've seen in the past or in uh, so far this season. And my last one here is Sebastian Joseph Day had a really strong day up front, and he just looks a little bit better every single week. Every single week. Just keep your eyeballs on number 69. Just every single week, he just gets a touch better. And I think by the end of this season, because he's one of those guys this year. I mean, uh, we, we saw it last year. Kenny Young was that guy. By the end of the season, he's a monster. Uh, even... Uh, even Greg Gaines, he started pretty weak, but then as the season went on, just got better and better and better. So, I mean, we've seen it happen before with different guys on this roster. So, I think for this year, it's Sebastian Joseph Day. SJD is that guy this year. I think that he's going to be progressing really well, and uh, we're already seeing it. Well, like, he's already a better player going into Week 5 than he was at Week 1. So, I love to see it. Love to see it. Next up here, let's head over to the rest of the West, what those other three dweebs are up to. So we did, of course, talk about the Arizona Cardinals. They did defeat the L.A. Rams. That game was 37-20 at SoFi Stadium. Uh, Arizona Cardinals go to 4-0, and the final undefeated team in the NFL, which means if the Rams would have won that game, that would have been us. But like I said earlier, the Arizona Cardinals, last time they started 4-0, and they ended the season 5-11, so pump on those breaks. I know this is a very different team than i'm referencing but hey i mean history repeats itself maybe I, uh, that would be wild by the way if this arizona cardinals team this team specifically if they just crumbled and won one more game the rest of the year that would be pretty in- intense I, I, I that would be quite a shock for sure uh in the other game though that we had uh, we had two nfc west matchups which is really cool we had the seattle seahawks defeating the san francisco 49ers by a score of 28 to 21 russell Wilson. 16 to 23 149 yards very low passing yardage day for russ but hey he got it done three total touchdowns two through the air was sacked three times which evident or incidentally or which which is also (laughs) the the same amount of sacks that the rams have given up all season uh dk metcalf had four catches for 65 yards and one tutty and jimmy g Hurt for the 49ers, looks like Trey Lance could be getting the start. Other reports are coming in that uh, the Jimmy could be practicing and might be ready to play against the Cardinals this week. I think it's a bad idea. I think, I don't know if Kyle Shanahan's that dumb. Like, I, I don't know. Is he? I don't think so. But is he dumb enough to like have your guy that you moved up in the draft for, you went, took him third overall, you moved all the way up, you traded picks, all this stuff. You tell the entire universe, uh, we don't know if our quarterback's even going to be alive on Sunday and all this stuff. And then you, you draft this guy and tell everybody in the world, this is the quarterback of our future. Now is your sweetest opportunity to just go ahead and throw in Trey Lance and let him play. Trial by fire. Trial by fire. That's the way to do it in the NFL. I don't know. I, I'm definitely on the opposite side of the let him sit camp okay especially depending on who your your veteran is jimmy g really that's your guy let him play let trey play i mean come on now but we'll see what happens i i really i'm super curious to see what how that unfolds i don't know i i kind of feel like jimmy g might be ready to play against arizona i feel like that might be a smoke screen uh to throw off the arizona cardinals and then at that point you also got a guy getting his first career start at quarterback historically speaking when a guy gets his first start at the the quarterback position, that team plays really well. So I actually picked the the 49ers this week uh, to win that game at Arizona. I think that the final undefeated falls. Uh, before this week, we do have the LA Rams at the Seattle Seahawks on Thursday night football, 520 p.m. Pacific time. Specific time. <laughs> and then uh, we'll talk about that here in the game preview. And then the San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals, that game is... It kicks off at 1.25 p.m. Pacific time on Fox. I did not look up the distribution maps. Uh, Not yet, uh, at least because uh, the Rams don't need them. We're we're everywhere. We're everywhere. You just watch Thursday Night Football. It's good stuff. Also, guys, uh, just a little plug for the NFC West Roundtable that was that did take place on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel, so you guys can find it there super easily. Uh, we went a lot longer than normal. That is actually my mistake. Uh, I kind of just, I was having fun, and I just kept going, okay? So uh, we did do, we had our bets where, because uh, the Niners, Seahawks last week, Cards, Rams last week, so the loser... The two losers had to make a video about why that other team was superior, so if you guys want to see me, unfortunately, talk about the Cardinals being superior to the Rams, make sure you guys check that out. NFC West Roundtable. That's where the magic happens. And uh, just real quick for you guys, the transactions uh, this week, just one quick one for you guys. Uh, defensive back J.R. Reed was waived, did clear waivers, and it was added to the practice squad. In order to make room for him on the practice squad, the Rams did terminate. The guard uh, Jared Hawker from the practice squad just terminated him. He's been terminated, and uh, J.R. Reed coming back, but uh, coming back around on the on the waivers. Actually, you know what? While I've got you guys here, because where are you guys gonna go? Let me just uh, make sure that we don't have any other um, any other transactions to talk about, because uh, with the waving of of J.R. Reed. I want to say that that opens up a slot here, unless somebody got activated from uh, from maybe from some kind of list. Let me see here. Boom! Stephon Gilmore to the to the Panthers. That's a wild one, huh? Nope, I don't see anything here. So it just looks like uh, J.R. Reed being added to the practice squad. That's all we got for you guys. And then Jared Hawker being out. Uh, let's go ahead and hop into our break. On the other side, we've got the Rams at Seahawks preview. You are not going to want to go anywhere. Shaw's Customs link will be in the description below, or should I say, Shaw's Customs! Customs. That link will be in the description below. Also in the description below, we will have a link to Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily uh, fantasy sports and esports app for player props. So, similar to the the daily fantasy, uh, how you guys are used to it, but utilizing the player props eliminate all the research and the sleepers focus on the top tier talent of the nfl who will have the biggest impact on the games week in and week out we're talking matthew Stafford. we're talking cooper cup all right we're talking the big dogs over here choose 10 out of the top 20 available player props each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to happen this is way more exciting than just normal fantasy football i'm not a fantasy guy i can't get into fantasy football i just don't care I just don't care. This one, though, I could do player props. Player props are fun. I don't know what it is. It's it's similar, but so different and way more cool. All right, way more cool. I don't care about your fantasy team, but hit me up on Thrive. Let's do this. You can follow the uh, the link in the description below, or you can go to thrivefantasy.com and uh, download the app straight there, uh, Play Store, App Store on uh, on Apple, whatever, you, whatever devices you are using, you're good to go promo code RAM showcase for a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100 you know what that means you put in $100 you got $200 to play with that is the fun stuff right there but visit thrivefantasy.com sign up and prop up today and hit me up when you're there if uh, the player props not what you into necessarily you want to put some money uh, where your mouth is on a sports book then bet us is where it is at the NFL season I, we're in it. We're heading into week five right now. If you're looking for a sports book that has longevity, some integrity, and pays you your money, BetUS is where it's at, all right? Put your money where your mouth is. You probably already know that BetUS has been around for three, de- three de- almost three decades thriving, paying that fan base, which is you, all right? All right head to betus.com you can call 800-69-BET-US that's 800 my bet use promo code Ram Showcase for a 125% bonus on your first deposit sweet bonus there Ram Showcase 200 if you're depositing with crypto and get a 200% bonus BetUS has everything the NFL NBA NHL MLB golf and much more you can do live betting which is where it's at too we got some numbers on the uh on the odds here in, in a minute in our game preview but uh, you want to go to betus.com, B-E-T-U-S dot All right. Did you guys put money on the bucks to smoke the Patriots, like I said last week? Because that did not happen. <laughs> it was just a two-point game. Um, but you can also check out the online casino games as well. You can follow the lead of myself, Sheriff Joe Bags here. Get on your phone, head over to betus.com, and uh, sign up today with a sportsbook known for its longevity and integrity like I did. You bet, you win, you get paid. Bet. U-S. Let's go ahead and hop into our game preview here. And right now we've got the the LA Rams taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Rams hopping on the plane while I was at work today. I saw the little video of them getting on the plane to leave for Seattle. Rams 3-1. The Seattle Seahawks sitting at 2-2 in third place in the NFC West. Rams are in second. This game does kick off at 5.20 p.m. Pacific time. Rams are favored in this game by 2.5 points Two and a half points. That's uh, that's pretty close. But hey, on the road at Seattle, I'll take that for sure. Seahawks on the money line plus one fifteen. So if you think the, the Seahawks are going to do it, hey, that's a that's a good little bump there. The over under in this game is fifty four point five. And I'll be honest, guys, I feel uh, I'm feeling under here. I'm feeling the under on this one. But I do I I do like the Rams at uh, two and a half. Of course, that's like that. I mean, well, three and a half is really the pain one here, but uh, two and a half, I mean, that's solid there. I mean, if the Rams can kick a field goal, if Matt Gay can knock one in late or something like that, hey, that's a dub. That's a dub. Uh, But this game takes place at Lumen Field at 5.20 p.m. Pacific time. The Rams are in their bone jerseys for this one. And I did get word today that the Seahawks are actually in their in their ridiculous ones, the green ones. <laughs> so we got the bone on the green. I did see a bunch of comments of saying like, hey, if they're going to wear their green, why can't we wear our yellows? Hey, eh? we don't actually have yellows right now. We don't have access to yellows right now. But uh, I think that they'll be next year. Maybe. I, I don't actually know that, though. But uh, the point stands. Uh, we don't have yellows right now. We we have no way of wearing a yellow jersey t- uh, in this season but also if you guys will remember, we had a color rush game in Seattle a few years back and, uh, I want to say that was 2000, 2017. I want to say it was 2017 because I remember the white helmet, but the gray face mask. So it was before we did the white logo stuff. I just remember Jared Goff getting absolutely smoked by Richard Sherman on a run. But, um, yeah, the, the actually though, the, the Rams couldn't wear their, their color rush, their yellow color rush in that one. Uh, because there's actually something with uh with like the colorblind community that they have diff like the those colors interfere with each other quite a bit, so it's it's actually a no go. We cannot wear our yellows while they wear their greens. That's a that's a no go. Can't do it. But the Rams will be in bone for this one. So we got our classy bones, and uh, they have their obnoxious greens going. The history of this matchup, the Seahawks do lead the all time series twenty five to twenty two. The most recent game between these two came on the 9th of january that was in the playoffs and a 30 to 20 win for the la rams the first ever game between these two came on halloween of 1976 that was a 45 to 6 win for the rams for the la rams the longest streak in this game or in this series the rams have won four straight before and the seahawks have won 10 straight before that 10 game win streak for the seahawks came between the 2005 and 2009 seasons for the Rams, which are seasons that we all try to forget a little bit, so I don't know if I want to count that. I, we have to, but emotionally, that's like that's literally what I refer to as the dark era, and that's that that whole gap there. I don't want. I it doesn't count. <laughs> we were a different team back then. It, uh, barely a team, kind of in some regards. We had some really dope players though, like Steven Jackson, obviously James Laurinaitis. So I mean, I I could spout them all off here i don't i just don't want to come off like i'm talking trash okay because that team was very bad all right i don't think that's surprising anybody six wins in three years come on guys (laughs) i'm not being a jerk here uh the rams are the rams went two and one against the seahawks last year they did lose on the 27th of december and that was a 9 to 20 uh win for the seahawks we'll take a look at this game a little bit deeper here because it is actually a pretty interesting matchup that we got going in. Uh so the Seahawks, are they good enough this season to win back-to-back division games? Possibly, but I I don't think so. I think that their defense isn't is not good enough to win two games in the NFC West back-to-back. They're coming off of a big win over the 49ers, but I don't know if they can do it two times in a row. Uh on the Rams side, do we, have, we have the question, are the Rams good enough to rebound from a sluggish performance against the Cardinals? Well, history would tell us yes. Okay, so we've seen this historically under Sean McVay. You get a big win, you fall down flat, and then you bounce back up. You thought that was concrete that the Rams fell on last week? You thought that the face was on concrete last week and week four gets the Arizona Cardinals? Psych! Trampoline. All right, that's bouncing back up. We're going to do fine. All right, Sean McVay... Has been the Rams coach long enough now that we can actually see trends and start to understand tendencies, all that stuff. Like early on, it was like, Hey, this guy's awesome. I don't know what's making him good or what or why this is working so well, but it is, you know. And then uh 2018, we see a couple of those losses. We see bounce backs and all that stuff. Yeah, it's we are starting now though. We've we've he's been here long enough. We can see the ups and the downs, we can see his trends, and there are trends developing. Let's go all the way back into the time machine here (laughs) 2017 all right 2017 the rams did go uh well i mean they started real strong this year and this was actually uh i mean the first year that we were like sans fisher officially so that was like a a positive there but uh so week four rams at cowboys 35 to 30 win for the la rams and this was really the moment here it's like a it felt like a real three and one the Rams were three and one, but it felt super real. Like in two thousand uh, in two thousand and sixteen, the year before under Jeff Fisher, the Rams started three and one, ended the season four and twelve. So this one just felt better. It, you know, going into Dallas, the way that the Dallas team was set up at that time, it just. Winning that game, it was like, oh, okay, this is actually real. Like this is this is a thing here. So it was a big win for the Rams. Week five, lose to the Seattle Seahawks, sixteen to ten. Todd Gurley under fifty yards. Just a sluggish day on offense. Just didn't look really good. Week six and seven, technically, uh the Rams have have to hit the road. We've got to go all the way down to Jacksonville and then fly to London after that to play the Arizona Cardinals. Week six in Jacksonville, the Rams uh defeated the the Jacks twenty-seven. 27- to 17 and then week eight went to london so far away from la spending all this time traveling and the rams defeat the arizona cardinals in london 33 to 0 2018 probably the best example of this nfc championship game super emotional very close game massive celebration at the end with that with that field goal jeezy kicking it winning it not only to send it to overtime but then to win it super emotional game, super intense game. I remember it starts and you got Andrew Whitworth leaning all the way over cause he can't hear anything. One of the most insane situations I've ever seen, uh, for a football field, you know, like they, they trained their fans to, to be loud during the huddle, even absolutely ridiculous, massive win for the Rams franchise in, in general, the entire Rams franchise history. That was a huge win. And then of course, falling very flat in the super bowl 13 to three win for the patriots over the rams in the super bowl in 2019 week 11 the rams versus the bears the bears were the rams kryptonite the year before put up only six points on them the rams are going on a tear the only game we had lost to that point was to the saints it was a it was a decently close game marcus peters blew coverage at the end and made it a little bit worse but uh very close uh very close loss there i would say (laughs) and then Uh, You have the Chicago Bears, who their defense the year before was all over the Rams' offense. So that was the storyline going into that game the entire time. Held the Rams to six points. The whole storyline, can McVay defeat the Bears? Can McVay's offense adjust and win win this game? Rams win that game 17-7. And then the following week, week 12, the Rams get absolutely smoked by the Baltimore Ravens. 45-6 loss for the Rams on Monday Night Football. Bad, bad day for the Rams. Bad day. Week 13, bounce back big time. 34-7 win over the Arizona Cardinals. 2,020. Week 11, defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road. 27-24. This is just last year. The eventual Super Bowl champions. Massive win for the Rams on the road. Week 12, lose to the 49ers. Not just the 49ers, though. The Nick Mullins 49ers. Absolutely terrible game. Bad day for the Rams. Honestly, Nick Mullins beats us. I mean, come on. Coming off that big win against Tampa Bay, though, following week, Arizona Cardinals big win there, ten point win, thirty eight to twenty eight over the Arizona Cardinals. Two thousand and twenty one, week three, defeat the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, thirty four to twenty four. Massive win for the Rams. That was the 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 Bucks' first loss since Thanksgiving weekend of 2020 massive win for the rams week four come in to sofi stadium against the hosting the arizona cardinals a 20 to 37 loss for the rams you guys might remember that game it's pretty recent how do they bounce back well you got thursday night football at seattle short week this is it i mean do the trends continue do the trends continue we've seen it Every time the Rams have a, a big game, just a highly emotional win, fall very flat the next week, bounce back with a dub. There's really only one time we haven't seen it, and that was when the Rams defeated. I don't even really consider that 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 big of a deal though. When the Rams defeated the New England Patriots, then lose to the Jets, uh, and then lost uh, the week after that as well. That was just last year as well. You guys might remember that game, the Jets game, because we wore the sickest uniform combo that we have, the bone on soul bone on yellow yellow on that one uh but couldn't get it done that day uh let's take a look at the matchup on this one we'll start with the rams offense versus the seahawks defense as you can see i mean the seahawks defense not playing good football here they are last in the nfl uh, in total yards as well as defending the run which is where the rams have had some trouble just 93 yards a game on the ground so this i said it last week but also the rams just didn't really try that many run attempts So we should see it this week that the Rams really just try to get that ground game going. The Seahawks are having trouble stopping the run last in the NFL. The Rams are also passing the football very well, uh, top five there, and the Seahawks close to the bottom there. Their defense is really not playing that well, uh, giving up 25 points a game. The Rams putting up almost 29 points a game here. So uh, really, ultimately, the advantage here is to the Rams offense. Who does rank thirteenth right now? Who I, I mean, honestly, it feels like the Rams' offense should be ra- ranked a little bit higher than that with the, the the weapons that we have, but also the just the lack of a ground game, I guess, makes that check out. Uh, it's it those numbers make sense when you realize that with a we've had trouble running the ball, especially in the first half of games, and then also we just don't do it that often anymore. I think it's because Matt or uh, Sean McVay's got his his flashy new toy in in uh, Matthew Stafford wants to show him off. So I, I do think that the the Seahawks probably key in on Cup just a little bit here. So I think that this could be a Bobby Trees day. So I, I think that, that Robert Woods is in a perfect position for this game to to really kind of pop, all right? Because it's all the pieces are in place. Every like the Arizona Cardinals were keying on Cup a little bit more. He was targeted like 13 times, something like that. Only caught five. It was a pretty lopsided day as far as that goes. But the Seahawks, or the Cardinals were were doing that on purpose to try and take away Cup. I think that the Seahawks will try to do something similar with that, but I also think that, uh, that 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 just allows Robert Woods, who also, Sean McVay literally said that he wants to get Robert Woods more involved, and we've seen it this year already, when, when Sean McVay says he wants to get somebody involved, they get involved. We saw it with Deshaun Jackson just a couple of weeks ago, so I'm expecting a big day from Robert Woods in this one. Let's go to the other side here, Seahawks offense versus the Rams defense. As you can see, the Rams defense, not as good as we had expected slash hoped to be, ranking 28th in the NFL, very close to the bottom there, and we got the, the Seahawks offense ranking 19th coming in, so it's not like they're super explosive right now. They're doing okay passing the football a little below, you know, the middle of the pack there, but I mean, you look at the Rams rankings, and in the 20s, except for points given up, which is just 18th, so... This is an uh, interesting matchup that we could see a lot of points in, but uh, the way that these games usually unfold, I think that that just won't be the case. I think it'll be a little bit lower scoring, probably like lower 20s for each team. A 24 to 21 uh, win for the Rams feels pretty real. Uh, but, you know, the Ru- Russell Wilson, he didn't have like an explosive day throwing the football last week, just 149 passing yards, but he did control the game really well. And the, the Seahawks also were able to kind of break that second half slump that they've been going through uh, for the in weeks uh, two and three where in the second half they just looked like a bad football team so they were kind of able to break that a little bit and and, and get it rolling and Russell Wilson I mean he's he's going to carry this team he has to carry this team because he's really all they got <laughs> uh, they're dealing with some injuries right now and uh, Russell Wilson I mean it's it's He's going to end his career somewhere else. I don't know if that happens next year or not, but he's not going to spend his entire career in in Seattle. It's just not going to happen. I mean, if, if Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Joe Montana, Joe I, the list goes on. If those guys will end their career somewhere else, there's no reason to think that Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are gonna do are gonna do what may, mostly nobody does, which is spend their entire career somewhere. We could even say Matthew Stafford. All right, um, but uh, the Rams secondary, it just. I mean, this is where the 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 key is in this one because the Rams secondary just feels so soft. It's hard to judge a secondary when the Bucks and the Cardinals are the back to back opponents, though. And uh, those are just two extremely powerful, uh, powerful offenses with a bunch of weapons. But like I said earlier, based on last year and the the players that the Rams have on in the secondary, it doesn't matter that we're playing teams with a lot of weapons. We expect to be able to stop those teams. That's why you have Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams, who's awesome. That's why you have Jordan Fuller. And this is like, it's finally starting to like, we're seeing like, okay, maybe Troy Hill and John Johnson, maybe those are bigger losses than I had been selling it as. But I also, I don't want to discredit the fact that the Rams lost Aubrey Pleasant here. Because I said all offseason that I think that one of the biggest losses are not the players. It's not Michael Brockers. It's not John Johnson. It's not uh, Troy Hill. It's the coaching staff. It's the coaches that the Rams lost. It's Brandon Staley, who's killing it for the Chargers right now. It's Aubrey Pleasant, who is an incredible coach. It's Joe Barry, who's doing an awesome job in Green Bay, in my opinion. He's doing fine. (laughs) But those are the losses that we're feeling right now. It's not John Johnson. We're missing Aubrey Pleasant. That's a big loss. The biggest loss of the the, the 2021 offseason for the Rams was losing Aubrey Pleasant. You will not be able to convince me otherwise. You will not. Aubrey Pleasant was that big of a deal. But either way, the Rams and the way that their defense was the best in the NFL last year, you can't argue that. We do expect to be able to, to, to slow down the teams that have all the weapons. The Bucks, the Cardinals, the Chiefs who we don't play this year. But we expect to be able to stop those teams. That's who we're supposed to be. All right, based on last year, based on the players that we have right now, we expect, as fans, to see the, our team be able to match up with the best in the NFL. Which, these last two weeks, has not really gone our way. And, I mean, we we defeated the Bucks, which is a great thing. But, Tom Brady goes over 400. Kyler Murray lights us up. That's a problem. Simple as that. Let's get into our 3 to c here. So last week we did have Aaron Donald as our first one. He had four tackles on the day. Pretty quiet day for Donald, really, but they were avoiding him really well. Uh they they did a good job at avoiding him. I mean, it's hard to uh hard to get in there as a defensive tackle when they're just not when you're nowhere near the play because they're just avoiding you that hard. We also had Andrew Whitworth. Big win in that offensive line. Another awesome day. Zero sacks allowed, and right now have the have allowed the fewest sacks in the NFL, which is just three that the Rams have given up. Uh, So I mean, Russell Wilson got sacked three times last week. The Rams and Matthew Stafford has only been knocked down just three times. So that's pretty cool stuff. And then uh, I did have the cornerbacks listed. Rough day from the CBs though. David Long, David Long Jr. had no business being on AJ Green. Seriously, no business being on AJ Green. That should have been Darius Williams or Jalen Ramsey every time. Uh, The Jalen Ramsey experiment is—it's fun. It is really fun to see him all over the place. Keep that offense guessing. But um, can we just? put him where he's best, which is on the number one target. It's really cool. It is. It's fun. It's fun to see Jalen all over the place and on different guys and stuff like that. But can we not just, can we just see him where he's best, use people to their strengths? And Jalen Ramsey takes away every team's top target, no matter how good that player is. And we still get David Long getting beat deep on AJ Green. It's fun, guys. It is. I like seeing Jalen Ramsey all over the place. But let's just let's just do what he's good at, all right? Because our our secondary is suffering because of it. Darius Williams looked a lot better this week than he did a week ago. But now David Long was the one that looked pretty rough. So it's like they're it's like they're rotating it or something. Uh, we they're just not playing all together. It looks like so you know the secondary they have good players. The secondary has very good players actually just not i don't know if they're not playing together that doesn't necessarily feel right to me but it's um it's not coming together right now and i think a big part of that is the difference in Jalen Ramsey's role just because i we're, we're we see him blitzing and then we see like David Long covering AJ Green and Darius Williams on DeAndre Hopkins when you have literally the best cornerback in the NFL let him do cornerback things, which is shut down guys like DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green. You know what I mean? That's kind of where I'm at with it. Let's look at the three to see this week uh, at the Seattle Seahawks. First, I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford. Stafford had his first his first game as a Ram, where he looked like a little bit rough, just struggled a little bit, looked a little hurried, struggled on his deep balls. Uh, but if the Rams are going to be one of the NFL's best teams, the quarterback has to carry that burden and needs to be the spark. And I think he tried to be a little bit late. There was there was some moments where he was running where I was like, okay, he's, he's doing it. Like, he's, he's out here. And I don't want to knock Matthew Stafford at all. That's definitely not the goal here. But Matthew Stafford uh, in that game, uh, it just it just looked a little bit flat. I mean, flat is a word that I've used all week about the the, the Rams performance against the Cardinals. But this week, you know, he goes in uh, against the Seahawks who are 28th against the pass. So I, I like our, our options here. Next, I'm going to go with the secondary. I can't really say that Raheem Morris, uh, I can't really say Raheem Morris here, so, because he's not, like, a player on the field, so he's not a three to see, technically, but I'm going to say the secondary. Front seven looks fine. Uh, I have no issues with the way the front seven's playing. Uh, the secondary has been too conservative, and let's not pretend like it's solely scheme here. It's, uh, a big part of it is also the, uh the the lack of tackling i mean that that has to change but also i mean you saw that in like raheem morris talking about it in his press conference uh tackling was obvious an obvious issue last one here i'm gonna go with robert woods i say we have we have uh finally seen robert woods start to look a little bit frustrated even on his touchdown pass he just kind of caught the ball and just okay he had like that about time look on his face He was, he's getting frustrated and you could tell because Robert Woods is an absolutely amazing player. And there's times where Matthew Stafford, like, it looks like he looks at him wide open and then still throws a dick up, you know? So of course he's getting frustrated. It's, he had that about time look on his face, Uh, but with McVay coming out and saying that he wants to get him more involved, I guess that um, there was probably an in-person conversation that happened between the two that we would know nothing about. This is just a guess, by the way. Uh, And then uh, against also one of the worst defenses in the NFL, in the Seattle Seahawks, uh, this would be the perfect week to get him rolling, all right? So that is going to be our game preview, Rams and Seahawks. I'm going to take just one quick break. I need to get a, a cup of water here, and we will get into our fan quesos. Not too many of them for you guys, so don't go anywhere. Stepping into our fan quesos, let's go ahead and start with Gary. Question here, where is Ernest Jones? Dude, I mean, you know this, Gary. He's a rookie. Sean McVay hates rookies, I think. <laughs> he just doesn't. Rookies just don't play for Sean McVay that much. I mean, it's very rare that we see a rookie get a lot of carries or a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, snaps is the the right word that I'm looking for there. We just don't see uh, rookies get a lot of snaps under Sean McVay. So uh, where is Ernest Jones? He'll get there. He'll get more as the season goes on. I bet we see him a little bit more. But where's Ernest Jones? He's in 2022. Really? I mean, that's... I know that's not the answer everybody wants to hear, but that is that feels like the most truth. You know what I mean? That um, I Look at Van Jefferson this year. Uh, Jordan Fuller was one of the only ones that really like broke that cycle of being rookies to not play for McVay, basically. Next one here from Jeff. What would a 10-point or more loss to the Seahawks say about the defense and the D.C.? If... If there's a 10 point loss, then that says a lot about our offense because the Seahawks defense is terrible. So the Rams should be able to put up points in this game. And I think by default, the Rams will be able to put up more points, even though the Rams defense is not playing as well right now. But what would it say about the DC is that uh, he doesn't know how to key on a player because the the Seahawks have a couple of good players on offense that the Rams really just need to take out. And then I feel good about, you know what I mean? But uh, a guy that scares me is Gerald Everett. I think he's going to be super up for this game. Uh, I got a DK Metcalf. If we can just put Ramsey on Metcalf, I would be. I'll be fine with it. But if Ramsey's not on Metcalf all day, then he scares me. And then uh, Russell Wilson, who can do anything at any time. So that's um, what it, what it would say about our defensive coordinator is that he's not utilizing his his talent in their best abilities and and putting them in the best position to succeed. I think it's that simple. And I'm not a he more is hater. I know some people are. I'm not a Raheem Morris hater, but I don't think he's utilizing these players to their best abilities right now. And that would prove it if we lose by more than 10 to this game, in the, to the Seahawks. From Cody, how do you feel about DC Morris saying Rochelle could push Long for snaps? I was extremely surprised to see Morris's comments about David Long. He straight up was like, we've seen him struggle in practice. We've seen him struggle in games like that. It's like, I do, that's, that's a weird comment to me. And you don't say that most things that are said in a press conference are pretty deliberate. Most things are not accidental. Alright, so to say that we've seen David Long struggle in games, which we've seen, and also practice, which we have not, <laughs> unless you're like training camps and stuff like that, but uh, I-, I was a little bit surprised to, th- to-, to hear that, and I also think that that means that we will see a lot more Rochelle coming up here soon. You don't say that unless you're going to start, unless that guy's going to start really playing. Rochelle, in his limited snaps so far, has looked pretty rough, but he's also pretty raw. He's also extremely talented, though. So him getting snaps is a super big benefit to him and our defense, because he's uh, he's one of those guys that he's athletic enough and good enough in football that I, he just needs to get used to the NFL. So he might start a little bit rough, but then I think like it, his graph is going to look like that. You know what I mean? Like he's going to start and then like uh, kind of start, and then I think he's going to really pop. Uh, so the the sooner we get him in the sooner that, that pop happens and I'm here for it so hopefully we see that sooner rather than later next one here from willem uh let's uh what, what do you think about the Rams being second to last on teams that go for it on fourth down solid question but I also have not seen too many situations where the Rams were on fourth down and I was like, oh we need to go for this like it just I I would say it just hasn't really played out in our favor yet to uh, to to go for it on fourth a lot. I want to say I've seen it what seven times. So I mean, just it's really just the it's at that point, and I think it it would be the same thing if you asked John McVay just back. It's just not it's just not happening. Like it's the situations that we're in. It's just not ideal at the time. Of course, there was one last week that we should have, but you know, it's I, I'm not necessarily. I guess the. To answer your question, I'm not really worried about that aspect right now because I haven't I haven't seen so many situations where I'm like, why are we not going for this? You know, it's just been, I don't know. I think you get what I'm saying. <laughs> Next one here from Cody. Is our competition so far this year and in our division, why everybody is worried about our D? If we were in the AFC South or NFC East, we would win the division every year without fail. Relax. You know, I mean really though the defense isn't playing well and the the defense is just playing soft man that's like that's really all it is right now so i mean you we could put us in a different division and we might be undefeated right now but uh, that doesn't change the fact that this defense is playing too soft right now Uh, we're not seeing that aggression that we saw uh from brandon staley and his defense last year which you can still see brandon staley's aggression i mean look at what they've done the last couple of weeks i don't know if you guys watched the game against the chiefs that they had that was a great game uh, I don't know if you guys watched the game that they had against the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Like, they're up 14 going for it on fourth down, and we can't even go for it on fourth down behind against the Cardinals in fourth quarter. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, the the aggression is is the, the issue here, in my opinion. Uh, and Raheem Morris is is very conservative in his, his play calling, and it's not playing to our strengths. Next one here from Cody. Am I the only one that thinks that we should stay away from Jalen Smith, Gurley 2.0, running in quicksand? Well, Smith's going to the Packers. Uh, it looks like that's it may be finalized by now, maybe not. But, uh, yeah, we should have stayed away from it. Uh, yeah, we we just don't need a guy like that. I mean, linebacker is not where we're hurting right now. It's the secondary, and it's not even the players in the secondary necessarily. Last week it was Darius Williams. This week it looked a little bit to be David Long Jr., but ultimately, I mean, it's the scheme. I, like, I, I really think that the, we're just not in good positions right now, and it's lack of aggression. I'll keep saying it. Next one here comes from Jeff, not directly Rams related, but of these four sports, baseball, hockey, basketball, football, uh, for which is having starters playing in the preseason more important? Good question. Uh, well, I guess, um, disclaimer to start this one, I only watch two of these, so I only watch hockey and football of the sports that you listed here, basketball, baseball, I don't really watch. Uh, I didn't catch a single baseball game this season. I watched the Rocky Mountain Vibes because they're the best baseball team in the universe. Um, and basketball, I've just, I've all honestly, like, I don't have anything against these sports at all. They're fine sports. I support them and stuff like that. Like, I technically go Rockies and go Nuggets, I guess. But I just don't really watch at all. I don't know anything about these sports, really. So uh, for those two, I don't know. I don't know how important it is to get those guys, those reps early on in football. It is important for sure, but you also—I mean—it's such a violent and aggressive sport that you guys—you don't want to risk those injuries in a game that isn't going to matter. Or anybody's going to remember it all? Like, just we're we're only going into week five? Does anybody remember any scores of any preseason games? I was at two of them. I have no idea what uh, what the scores were for those games. I was at the the Chargers Rams preseason game. I was at the Rams Broncos preseason game. I, I could not tell you the score of either of those games. I don't even can't even ballpark it honestly. I don't even know. Like I I don't but. Um, in hockey, I think preseason is, is important to get them loose. But also most of these guys, uh, you know, what? I'm no, I'm going to say football as far as that one goes, because we see it now that, uh, the Rams offense is really kind of now starting to get rolling a little bit. Uh, and some of our def- defenders too, they're really starting to play like themselves now. Um, but for, for hockey, I mean, most of these guys play year round. I mean, they leave the NHL and they'll go back to like Switzerland and be in a league there or Canada or. You know, so like these guys play hockey. Hockey players are hockey players. You know what I mean? Like they're not taking like these long off seasons and just like messing around. and stuff like that, like a lot of football players do. Like they're, they're hockey players. That's what they do is get, they go play hockey. Uh, so the NHL season ends, Stanley Cup. Yeah, they lift it up and go party with it and stuff like that. And then they just like go back to Sweden and play more hockey. You know what I mean? Like It's just like how it goes. So I would say uh, of the sports that I understand, <laughs> I'm going to go football is the more important because you got to knock that rust off. There's not a lot of extracurricular activity for these guys, uh, all off season, uh, really the only workouts are when you come in to the facilities. So you got to knock that rust off somehow. Next one here comes from Nick. What do you think the biggest weakness on is on the Rams team? Um, it's that pass defense in my opinion, man, because the, the, the players that the Rams have in the secondary are awesome players. like. My least favorite is Taylor Rapp, and that's just because I think he's, like, just a super average player. He's fine, but he's not doing anything spectacular. He doesn't blow anything right now. Like, he's not, like, I'm not sitting here like, dang it, Taylor Rapp, but I'm also not like, oh, Taylor Rapp, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's like, oh, Taylor Rapp on the tackle. Oh, Taylor Rapp, uh, you, you know, he, he tipped that ball, or hey, he's, he's in on the, at the end of that play. Like, that's all, it, it's super baseline for Taylor Rapp for me, you know, but... The, the everybody else I really, really like. I'm big fans of everybody else on the on the in the secondary. But Spe- even Terrell Burgess, I think, is better than Taylor Rapp. But I mean, if he's not playing, then I mean, coaches know better than I do. So I'm not going to stress it. Uh, but I would say the secondary is just the way they're playing right now. It's it's not because of lack of talent. It, it's it's just soft right now. This one here comes from Drake. Not that Drake, different Drake. Uh, Ramsey Island needs to come back ASAP. Enough with this utility position. That's kind of what I was just saying. Not a question. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> no worries, Drake, because that's kind of it kind of leads off of what I was literally saying. Is it uh, the, the way that the, the Rams secondary is playing? The players are awesome, but can we please just have Ramsey do what he does best, which is cover the team's number one receiver? Like in this game against the Seahawks, I would love nothing more than just to see Ramsey just manned up on DK Metcalf all day long. That's what I want to see. Take DK out of the game. Jordan Fuller and Kenny Young can handle somebody like Gerald Everett. Yeah, and I, I do like Darius Williams. He did play a lot better last week. He can handle the other side there. I don't think that that's bad defense at all. All right. Just put Ramsey where he plays his best. The utility position or whatever they call it. Uh, they I've heard a couple different things. It's all over the place, sporadic and obnoxious. I'm not a fan. We're in blue pants, by the way. I don't know if that, that has nothing to do with your comment, but we're bone on blue for whatever that's worth, you guys. Uh, Fernando wants to know, uh, will Raheem Morris finish the season with the Rams? Yes. Yes, he will. I don't don't see a reason that the Rams would move him right now. Uh, It just wouldn't make a lot of sense to do that in the season because honestly, who is going to replace him? That would be my question back to you is is if the Rams were to be like all right dude get out of here you know but uh, like if that were to happen who would come in and be that defensive coordinator that would do a better job that's that's my question because we'd have to probably go from within and we did just lose the two guys that I would have put there Aubrey Pleasant and Joe Barry so no, he'll he'll make it through. He'll make it through the season, and then you know what? Like at first, I was like I was on the train, and I don't want to bash Raheem. That's because I think he's gonna get better. He's uh, this is his first season with us. He's only had four games as the Rams defensive coordinator. You know what I mean? So he's still learning our team and all that stuff. And and people can get better. I mean, a snapshot of Week Four is not just who the Rams are for the rest of the season. Now you know what I mean? It's not like it's not like you take that game and it's like that's you just copy and paste into every single game and that's exactly what you're going to get that's not the case players get better players get worse coaches get better coaches get worse and schemes get better you got a good scheme you got a bad scheme you try to have this scheme against this team but they do this so it doesn't work you try to have this scheme but then they do this so it works better like there's all there's all so many different factors that go into it I think that we'll see some progression in Raheem Morris as the season goes on uh, he's a very good coach he is a good coach the players love him um, but I think that right now he's still kind of feeling it out a little bit. And I think that Raheem Morris, the way that the Rams are playing defense and the way that Raheem Morris is calling the defensive game plans, it seems like the, the he's trying just to not lose the game. It's like, okay, don't lose. Don't get beat deep. Don't lose the game that way. Watch this guy. Like, you know, it's everybody pull back. Don't lose the game. this what, We're not going out and trying to win the game. We're just trying not to lose the game. And there's a big difference there. Some of you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you guys are like, what are you saying right now? But there is a difference between trying to win a game and trying not to lose a game. One's aggressive, one's a little bit pulled back. And I think we're seeing that with Raheem Morris. I think we're seeing the conservative side of him right now. And I do think that'll switch. The last question here comes from GP Shadow via the YouTube channel. Uh, do you ever turn, turn the game off while the Rams are getting blown out? Or do you feel slightly disloyal like myself? Usually someone I'm watching with suggests to change the channel or leave the game. I can tell you with absolute confidence I have never done that. Um, and that's not to, like, say that, like, I'm a, I'm a better fan than you because I watch blowouts all the way through. Like, that's not the case. It's just, I guess, part of it is in this position, it being Sheriff Joe Beggs with these lights on me and this microphone in front of me and stuff like that, I need to know what happens. You know what I mean? I can't just switch it off and, and just be like, ah, well, we got blown out, and then just say that the next week. Like, ah, well, we got blown out. Like, I need to be able to say, hey, Robert Woods, his facial expression said about time when he caught that fourth quarter touchdown. Pass. Like, I need to be able to to have that. So, so no, I've never done that. I've I've watched blowouts. I, I definitely, I, like, I remember, th- there's a quick story. When I was watching the Rams-Patriots in London, and I was sitting there at the bar, and we score first. Deep ball. It was like a 50-yard pass uh, from Bradford to Chris Gibbons. Beautiful play. I'm going nuts. I was like, dude, all right, Like, we, we we're up on the Patriots right now. This is awesome. We're going to do great. And then we got absolutely smoked. It was like forty-five to seven or something. And I remember sitting there watching the whole game. There's like a minute left, nothing crazy. I'm sitting down. I had just eaten or something. Speaking of eating, need to do that soon. But I'm sitting there, and I hear from behind me. They're they're not talking to me. These two people not talking to me. Anything like that. They're they're kind of far back or anything like that. It's uh it's it kind of quiet in the bar this day for some reason. And I just hear him say like. Uh, I hear it's kind of out of the corner is a man. That guy's such a hardcore fan. It doesn't matter what the score is. He always finishes the game. And I love that. You know what I mean? Like there's still a bunch of fans there now that like when other Rams fans show up like they like other fans that I don't even really talk to. I don't even know their names like that. Like they'll like come in and have my back in situations of like, of like, no, man, this guy, he's the most hardcore Rams fan. I know he's been here since they were terrible and stuff like that. Like I started going to that bar in 2010. I just remember that because it was Bradford's rookie season and uh, that was when i started going there and so those those fans know that like i'm just the hardcore dude who's just going to watch the whole thing doesn't matter i do not miss a rams snap i've said that before i don't miss a rams snap start to finish if i do miss a snap if like say we had like the 205 kickoff last week we were able to catch the the the, the, the kickoff but uh, cuz the the who are they the dolphins game ended pretty early so we got that tv and then so um but it's happened where I've missed the first couple snaps, and I'll always go back and watch those. I just need to know what happened, man. So, no, I cannot relate to that, unfortunately. Um, I understand people do it. Uh, I understand people sometimes will be like, "This, we're not going to win, I'm not going to watch, whatever. But I just can't do it, man. Uh, the, the Rams, I mean, how many hours are there in a week? It's like 168 or something like that. I can spend three watching the Rams, no matter how it's going. That's kind of how I see it. And uh, we only get, you know, 17... Sometimes more uh, a year, Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch start to finish every time. I don't care what's going on on the screen because ultimately, I mean, winning is a lot more fun. I've had so much more fun watching the Rams and and doing Ram showcases like that with a good team. But I mean, make make no mistake. Back when the Rams were not a good team and losing a bunch of games, I was still here for it. So winning is a lot more fun, but losing's not gonna make me not a fan. So I um, don't all right that is gonna do it for me thank you guys so much for dropping your fan cases i will be uh, continuing the posts as usual and i will be going live again uh, to do our game preview our little pre-game live uh on youtube and i'm out of facebook jail so i can go back live on facebook which is good stuff i got thrown facebook jail for a post i posted like three years ago and they wouldn't even show me what it was so that's cool huh and uh but we're back and we're good to go Um, But uh, make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. We try to keep it pretty simple for you guys there. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. They're hosting the L.A. Rams. Should be a good football game. We got bone on blue for the L.A. Rams, uh, and the Seahawks will be in their greens. I don't know what pants. I think they might be in the blues because it's not a color rush game. I, did color rush even exist anymore? Are we still doing color? Are we color rushing still? <laughs> I'm not even sure. Actually, I haven't really seen anything on that. But, oh, well, doesn't matter to me because uh, the Rams are bone on blue, which I think is a very classy look. I think uh, that's uh, That, I think, is our classiest combo for sure. Bone on yellow is where it's at, though. That is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports Wall Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.